Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Buckeyes and Beyond. This is our second episode, uh, still in its infancy, trying to get everything uh, just how we want it and formatted and produced the way we want it. Uh, still in the early stages. Thanks again for listening. Uh, if it's your first episode, uh, thanks for thanks for uh, checking us out. Uh, give us a subscribe and check out... Uh, Check out our Twitter page. You can find us, uh, Buckeyes and Beyond, or at Beyond Buckeyes. Uh, I'm your co-host, Jeff, along with a uh, fellow co-host here, Mike. Hello, everybody. What's going on? Uh, we're going to cover a few different topics. Um, not sure how long we'll go. Um, end up going maybe an hour, but uh, we'll go over a lot of different stuff here. <clears throat> Have some fun with it. And uh, Again, we're just a couple guys in Columbus, Ohio that... Uh, love Ohio State Buckeye football and basketball. Actually, we might uh, eventually get into some basketball later on. Yeah, uh, once we kind of get more into college football off season, but uh, we might <clears throat> touch on some NCAA basketball and Ohio State especially. Yeah, we would have a lot to actually talk talk about even now, considering that just absolute horrible performance that they had against Wisconsin. <laughs> but yeah, okay, they had to. Uh, they succumbed to the Wisconsin tempo, <laughs> um, hanging around 50 points, which yeah. uh, probably isn't going to be Ohio State style. Yeah. But uh, Kyle Young didn't play though, so but, yeah, yeah. So you lose a key defender down there. But anyway, we're starting to now. We're yeah, no, we're not. <laughs> we're not doing that yet. Okay, no, we're going into a breakdown <laughs> unintentionally. So, yeah. um, so anyway, uh, January 5th, we're going to try to do this weekly every Sunday, and. Um, so uh, we were going to get some into some topics here. Uh, we'll start off with uh, bowl game recaps. Um, January first bowl games, just some of the bigger ones that were uh, probably more interested, interesting to Ohio State fans. And the first one, uh, I guess we'll go with. I'll just I just pulled them all up here. We'll just go with hit like uh, Memphis and Penn State. Yeah, uh, which was a crazy. That was a uh, nutty game, dude. Crazy shootout. Yeah. Um, if you bet the over, you definitely won. <laughs> you, you made some hard cash, man. If you bet the over on that one, that's nuts. Uh, Fifty-three to thirty-nine, Penn State final. Penn State ran for almost four hundred yards that's on insane, Memphis. Insane, man. I mean, I'm not sure. You know, Memphis had zero run defense. Yeah, there. It was so when I was watching it, I was actually flipping back and forth between that and something else. I can't remember which game, but. Um, every time that I would flip back, Penn State was just running at will against them, man. Uh, I don't think they even threw the ball that often. I don't know what Clifford's – he was 11 or 20 for 133. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. they didn't really throw it that often. No, you can tell their game plan going in was just to pound the rock. Yeah. Uh, Journey Brown, 16 carries for 202. He's he's really good. Yeah, um, he's actually going to be uh, – I think he's a true freshman, right? Or is he a red shirt? Let's I don't, check it out. Yeah, I don't know if he's – Journey Brown ran for – they had another guy, Noah Kane, run for 92. Uh, Journey Brown is a sophomore. True sophomore. sophomore. Okay, yeah. So, but still, he's going to be around for at least one more year. He may give the a Buckeye some fits next year. So yeah, he's, we, he gave him a couple fits in the yeah. game we played him. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a really good back. Journey Brown. That's a really good name too, Journey huh? Brown. <laughs> Journey Brown from Meadville, Pennsylvania. It's <laughs> my Keith Jackson. There you go. That's a good Keith Jackson. <laughs> I can go with that one. I just uh, always hear from the banks of the Olentangy <laughs> with Keith Jackson. On the banks of the Olentangy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, I mean, they didn't even have to use K.J. Hamler. 
he was like a non-factor, and they still yeah two catches for forty six yards. That's insane. <laughs> so I was actually thinking about it too. I wonder if Memphis would have played better if their coach hadn't have uh, hadn't bolted for uh, for Florida State. And I can't even think of his name off the off the top of my head. Their coach's name that actually got the job at Florida State. Oh, um, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of wonder if they would have played better had he been there for that game. Um, right, right. And uh, I don't know. I, I'm never a fan of that, of coaches getting a job and then just automatically bolting for the place where they were hired. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, you know, to me, it's just, it's a real, uh, it's, I don't know what word I would want to use, but it's just so rude, I guess. Yeah. It's just in, you know. Mike Norville. Norville, yeah. So here is a, it always still blows my mind. I'm, I was born in 78. I'm 41 years old. And this guy is younger than me yeah it's, <laughs> it's crazy they're getting younger and younger man to become a He's got full, head coach full something pepper here is mike norvell yeah mike, mike norvell yeah. so yeah. i wonder if he would have been there if the game would have been a little bit closer i'm not sure what his background is if he's a um if he's a offensive guy or if he's a defensive guy i have no I'm idea sure. but it seems like anymore everyone's a former oc offensive genius but yeah. i'm not sure so, but yeah, I mean, Penn State looked really good. Uh, just and and now give Memphis some credit. I mean, they scored thirty nine points. That's <laughs> that's no easy yeah, task. Um, yeah, their quarterback Brady White, who uh, I really like, man. I think yeah, he kid, is going to play some pro ball. Uh, kids, a junior, um, six foot three, two fifteen, out of California. Brady mm. White might be one to watch. Yeah, uh, he, going into the twenty twenty one draft. Yeah, I don't think he so, would leave right now. No, 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 yeah. no. Yeah, I don't think he's on anyone's radar, truly on the radar. But he threw for uh, 454 on Penn State. I mean, give me, you know. He didn't throw for any touchdowns, though. That's weird. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're like um, Washington State, like a leech-type offense or not. They could be. Yeah, but but still. Well, he threw for for 454, but his average was only um, 8.9 per. So, I mean, they were were running a lot of short routes, it looks Mm -hmm. like. so. Uh, He threw two picks, so that's a bummer. Yeah. But the Big yeah, Ten does get that win. That's yeah. a yes. Yeah. It, it was a solid game to watch. It was fun, entertaining. Yeah. So uh, representing Big Ten, Penn State, uh, nice little win for their to end their season. Anytime, whoever you win against in a bowl. So uh, let's move on to. Let's just keep rolling through Big Ten. Well, we'll take a break for the Big Ten. Let's go okay. Georgia Baylor. Yeah. This uh, this game. Well, first of all, it, it was the last game of. New Year's Day, and mm-hmm. uh, it was, what, like 8.30 start time or something, and I I started it, and to be honest, I lost interest because it's it just, it was a boring game to, to, you know, to watch for the most part, but I stuck with it probably through the, midway through the third, and then I just kind of lost interest. Yeah, and Baylor, it seems like they, you know, it seems like they have a pretty solid, like, disciplined team. Matt Rule's done this, like, he's like he's maximized everything that they could possibly be and and i mean it's okay so they won 11 games this year but still it's just they just kind of fall short on some in some areas and you just they don't stand a chance i mean it seemed like georgia after i mean they didn't even have deandre swift no and they kind of dominated them 19 to nothing at halftime it's funny that you actually say that because i did actually write some notes down for each game and one of my notes for baylor was 
who knows who they are? I, right, you right. know, you never know who they are if they're really that good or if they've even hit their ceiling yet. You just don't know. Yeah, because under Bryles, um, Art Bryles, mm-hmm. the previous coach, they had like a spread. They kind of right. had some sort of identity. I mean, they didn't have a defense worth anything. No, <laughs> their defense was garbage. But RG3 was there. I mean, they had a Feisman. Corey Coleman played there. Yeah. You know, yeah. Which, you know. He was great in college. He didn't equate yeah, yeah, to anything yeah. in the pros, but but yeah, they had some they had some guys come out of there. They had mm-hmm. some NFL talent. But, yeah, uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, Matt Rule is just kind of. I mean, is, what's it? Matt Rule's like third season there. Uh, it's his yes, third season. Third yeah. season. The first so. season he didn't do anything because they were coming off of that. Um, yeah, you know, Bryles, yeah, because of Bryles, they were actually coming off of. Uh, I don't know if, if were they at, were they officially sanctioned by the NCAA or was that all done in house by. Baylor, I can't remember. I'm not sure. Yeah, but it's, it's not even worth looking at. Yeah, no, it's not even <laughs> worth looking at. But they were they were crap, and then yeah. he came in there. Now, what he's done is outstanding. In fact, he's even got his name put out there for a lot of jobs in the NFL now. In fact, yeah. I believe he actually turned down the Browns' uh, request to yeah. even talk to him. So yeah, Matt Rule's a New York guy. Oh, okay. So he yeah. has a lot of ties. He grew up in in uh, Brooklyn, Bronx, wow. something like that. He. I, Somewhere, somewhere in one of the five boroughs. Right. So he's like kind of like he has a fondness for the Giants, okay. particularly. Yeah. Well, so he, he could be just yeah. You know, I mean, in, you know. Uh, so, now, uh, so you know, I think he is a really good coach. I mean, to do what he's done there, you mm-hmm. can't help but just notice how how good of a coach he is. I yeah. mean, to be able to turn that program back into what they are now. Yeah. But we don't know if they've actually hit their ceiling. If that's all that they're ever going to be, you mm-hmm. know. So, and uh, Baylor's quarterback Charlie Brewer, who's a, you know he's okay. He's kind of a game manager type. Yeah, but he he got knocked out hard, and I think he has a history of concussions. Yeah, he actually rough. got knocked out of a game. I think it was the Big Twelve title game or yeah. the game that the first game that that they played against Oklahoma. I think he got knocked out of one of those games. Yeah. So yeah, he got knocked out of this one with eight minutes to go, and it was twenty six fourteen at the time. So it was kind of like, oof, that's, yeah. that sucks. But he he it was a late hit out of bounds. It wasn't particularly dirty. Okay, he was he was getting tackled out of bounds. Another guy came in, kind of finished it off. He kind of came in hands first. It wasn't like he got wasn't like he got uh, speared or anything, but still, it was just kind of like he. I think he hit his head on the turf, uh, falling kind of backwards. So. It's still a nasty the, fall to take. Yeah, yeah, they called a fifteen yarder on him. But after that, I think Baylor. I've seen Baylor uh, put other guys in behind him, the backups, and they were very bad. <laughs> yeah, well, the the one game that he did go out, the one that I was watching, I and again, I can't remember if it was the title game or if it was just the first game that they played against Oklahoma. Their backup did actually come in and play well for like a couple series, and yeah. then and then he showed who he who he actually was. You know, <laughs> yeah, I think I saw that too, where it was like, oh, it's not bad, but it was just like. 180 like the next series yeah whoa (laughs) so yeah georgia wins 26 14 georgia finishes uh they were number five in the country finished 12 and two baylor was seventh uh 11 and three they finished 11 three on the year so we'll see what baylor what happens with baylor in the offseason and georgia's got a a good class coming in yeah they they got a real good class so i think they got another stud running back coming in andre swift announced uh, he's leaving for the NFL, so that just uh, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and McKyper has him as uh, um, number one rated running back. It's like I like him. But yeah, I, like, I don't know. It's Kuiper. It's just one guy. Yeah, I mean, Kuiper is so. I mean, I like the guy. He's fun to watch, but he's so. I mean, he's not really all that accurate on his picks. Yeah, but, he's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, so moving on, Oregon, Wisconsin. Uh, Oregon this one was winning. tough to watch. Oregon won twenty eight to twenty seven. This game was, yeah, this was difficult. Uh, I feel bad for 
Wisconsin, but they, I mean, they, they kind of just did it to themselves. Uh, yeah. I want to see, not like a high state. But, they had some serious but, self-inflicted wounds, though. Yeah. They really couldn't. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, it, it, they got into a thing in this game where they wanted to run that jet sweep. Yeah, they're so predictable with that jet sweep, and they've been doing that for years, too. I mean, uh, in fact, uh, who was the guy who played for him? I think his first name was Jazz. Uh, this was a couple years oh, yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but yeah. they used to run it with, with him all the yeah, time. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I'm trying to see who all. I can't. So they had uh, Jonathan Taylor running back. Obviously, he's running back. So he had 21 carries, 94 yards. Danny yeah. Davis. So let's see, Jack Cohn, okay, quarterback. So it's like two, five. Yeah. I mean, they potentially had like. Almost ten carries for wide receivers, which yeah. is really weird. Yeah, and it's and, all on those jet sweeps. And it's hard to do when you they because they were I mean they were trying to run in some heavy traffic mm-hmm. around the edge and uh, and uh, so it was like ten carries and I mean they run they didn't really they even amount stripped. to that much too. I mean the largest carry was probably Danny Davis because he had two for nineteen yards and everyone else had you know very little. So you know the jet sweep. At least in this game, didn't even really amount to much. I mean, I yeah. don't know why they were using it. Um, I mean, sometimes they use it as a decoy too. So I mean, they probably have to hand it off a number of times in order to fool somebody into thinking that it is going to work. But it still doesn't even really amount to much. I don't know why they continue to do it. Yeah. Um, so so yeah. So it's like uh, yeah. I think they had. Uh, let's see. How many fumbles did they have in this game? I think it seemed like they had. They Jonathan were, Taylor had at least two that I can remember, I think. They lost three fumbles. Yeah, that's... And, and Cone threw an interception. I knew they... Well, one of the fumbles was a... Was the... One of the oddest ones you, you'll you see is yeah. the punter. Yeah, the punter. That's was... It was like... It was just, such an odd fumble. It was like, did the punter have money on Oregon? <laughs> <laughs> we Somebody should probably check into his... You know, um, check in to see what he was doing with that. Because that was... I've never seen a... I've never seen a punter just drop the ball as he's going to kick it. I I mean, well, I can't say that, that I've never seen it, but the way that he did it. Yeah, it wasn't like the one, um, if you remember the Michigan State-Michigan yeah, punter, like he uh, just kind of like didn't catch it. Right. This one was like he caught it, and then he goes to extend like to drop, kick, punt the ball. And right. the ball just like kind of went, like when he dropped it, he almost like, Tossed it. Yeah, he just it just like <laughs> went out in front of him by like two or three yards. He, he, you know, he thought his leg for a moment was like five feet long. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, gadget leg. Yeah, it's like full extension. <laughs> like, nope, you just gave it to the other team. Yeah, and, yeah, and Oregon just returned that sucker like all the way back. Yeah, yeah. And that was a really bad momentum swing. Yeah, that was uh, that, that was right after halftime. If mm-hmm. yeah, that was uh, that was their opening drive in the yeah. in, in the third quarter. Yeah, so it was bad enough. And they were in their own territory, so it was it was bad enough they didn't get anything going on that first drive after halftime. No, and, and it was another thing to give up an easy score. Yeah, um, can I transition into something here yeah, that sure. I wanted to ask you? So one of the notes that I wanted to put down here too is, um, does Wisconsin need to update their offense? You know, there's still that power run offense, and they've been that way forever. And they've been moderately successful for all these years in that. Um, do they need to try to transition into a spread like everyone else is doing to even compete in the Big Ten? I mean, the Big Ten West is pretty much garbage. So they could probably win the West and still stay in that offense. But yeah, I mean, um, 
Their head coach is an offensive guy. Yeah. And he's old school offensive guy. I know. So, I mean, we'll, I mean. It would almost take him having to break his, yeah. uh, you know, his own um, traditions in order to do that. But it's something to really think about if you are Wisconsin, because they're, I mean, it's, I would say 90% of everybody in college football, in, you know, in college football now runs some version of a spread. Um, you know, even that team up north finally decided to go out of what they were doing and run somewhat of a spread off, a spread offense. So Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to take a, a very, I mean, a lot of pressure from the fan base, alumni. I don't know who to get. Something I actually didn't – so this is something I didn't actually think about too is Barry Alvarez is still the um, AD in, in Wisconsin. He's the same mindset probably – as Chris, yeah, so that's yeah. probably yep. even going to make it harder for him to. Yeah, but, like you, I think Barry would have to put pressure on, but it's like, is that really going to come from Barry? Yeah, like, is Barry going to go? Uh, you know what? Yeah, we really, you know, we need to uh, recruited, you know, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson type quarter. Yeah, I, I'm just, you know, <laughs> like, it was, yeah, you know, it so. was just a thought that ran through my head whenever I was watching the game, thinking, man, I bet if they ran some form of a spread. They would be. They would have a a real legitimate shot to be us or Penn State, you, you know. But uh, I mean, and I'm not trying to say that Wisconsin is not good at what they do. They absolutely are, and they're you know they were a top ten team this year, and they still stay in that in that power eye. So it yeah. works for them. I just always wonder if at some point they're just going to update their offense. Yeah, I was trying to find something on here that <laughs> cracked me up. It's um. A uh, guy, um, Big Cat, who co-hosts part of my take for Barstool Sports, he, he's a Wisconsin alum, and oh. he had a really funny uh, thing. He he just kind of like he's disappointed every year with Wisconsin, but he's like <laughs> trying to come to grips with what they are. Yeah, and it's it was hilarious. I was trying to find. It's basically like we all know what Wisconsin's going to do. They're gonna they're gonna start off. Um, they're going to play a soft schedule. They got yeah. the big, big 10 West. It's <laughs> super soft. And they're going to like, just, you know, pad their record with that. And then they're going to lose to somebody they shouldn't lose to. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's like Illinois, Illinois like this, this year, year, Nebraska, Purdue, they're yeah. going to lose somebody they want to where, and then we're, we're all going to lose, you know, Wisconsin fans are going to lose hope. Then they're going to, they're going to, then they're going to make another little run and then they're going to lose to Ohio state. <laughs> it's like, then, but they're going to squeak into that big 10, that big 10 championship game. Cause that soft soft ass uh, Big Ten West. Yeah. So, and it's like, then we're going to maybe get, we might get 10 wins and, you know, we'll play a bowl game and you know, be competitive and, and it's going to be 9-3-10-2 every year. Like, they'll never, they'll never yeah. crack the college football playoff. Like, that's never. Yeah, I mean, that's that's their standard, typical se- season. That is exactly it. Uh, they're just, they don't, they never really are going to actually amount to much outside of the Big Ten West. Yeah. So uh, Oregon finished the season twelve and two. Wisconsin finishes ten and four. They got yeah. their ten. They made it to the you know. They, and that, that was a, you know high, they played high state tough. Um, yeah, I mean they, they weren't going to go out like chumps. So, no. So um, uh, so Jack Cohn went out like a chump on that last Jack play, Cohn's, but yeah. <laughs> he and he's the typical Wisconsin quarterback. He's yeah. a game manager they don't ask him to do too much yeah. and he always throws a pick at the wrong time yeah 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 so, so uh i think he's a little bit of a step up i want to say well he was a, he's, he's a step a, up from hornybrook who was there prior hornybrook, to him um 
My gosh, you can name all those guys. Yeah. I mean, he was eight, yeah, 18 intercept or 18 interceptions, 18 <laughs> touchdowns, five interceptions, 2,700 yeah. yards. Oh, that's actually not bad. That that, yeah. <laughs> that actually is much better than what they usually do. Um, who was the quarterback in the 56 to nothing shellacking that we gave him? I can't even think of his name off the top of my head now, but he that you know, those are your standard Wisconsin quarterbacks. Yeah. So, yeah, you know what's crazy is like you think about like uh, how offense has changed. Well, they also play an extra game in there too, but just still, still. Yeah. Like, so, Troy Smith, the, the 2006, the year yeah. he won the Heisman, mm-hmm. threw for 2,500 and some yards. <laughs> and Jack Hoon threw for 2,700 <laughs> this year. <laughs> I think Troy made a little bit more. Uh, I, I, I knew it was still just, yeah, like, it's just, just, it's just strange. sheer passing yards. It's yeah, like, it's, it's, it's kind of just times have changed. And, 2,500 you know. yards, and I wonder how many of those yards were actually all Ginn. For like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think, I think Ginn had like 1,200 yards that year. Anthony Gonzalez, yeah, Anthony Gonzalez, who's actually a politician now. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll move on. Uh, Yeah, move on to uh, Minnesota Auburn. Um, Auburn was number twelve. Minnesota number eighteen. Auburn, you know, had a nine and three record going into this. Minnesota eleven and two. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, or oh, sorry, eleven and uh, ten and two. Ten and two going into this. Just give it away. But uh, Minnesota (laughs) won thirty-one twenty-four. Yeah, um, in a game that it's like, yeah, I didn't. This one was a really fun game to watch. Mm-hmm. I had this was probably my favorite game to watch on New Year's Day. It was the best game because uh, I really wanted Minnesota to win this game, not just for the sake of the conference, but just because I really like PJ Fleck. I think that guy's a superb coach. He's a superb human being. He's just yeah. I mean, he I mean, he gets a lot of credit for. Um... Being a motivator, mm-hmm. and not so much like an X's and O's guy. So it was kind of interesting to see what kind of game plan he'd come out with. If he could, you know, out coach Malzahn, yeah. guess Malzahn, and uh, you know, see what yeah, Big Ten SEC kind of got a middle of the roadish yeah. history of middle of the road bottom barrel guy the program that's come up here recently, just with PJ Fleck. And, yeah. What, um, um, I mean, because Minnesota's usually six and six. Minnesota, yeah, seven I mean, and five ish. They're you know. usually in some sort of ridiculous bowl that starts at like you know on December the nineteenth. Right, know? right. They're usually in some weed really, eater, yeah, yeah right, right. cheese it bowl or something, yeah, which is yeah. which is actually a real a real bowl now. It's <laughs> insane. Yeah, um, but no, I, I was thoroughly impressed with what Minnesota did, man. Um, just a couple of notes that I took: their run defense against Auburn. I know they scored 24 points, but if you watch the game, they did a real nice job of containing Auburn's run game. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, see, J- Jatarvius Whitlow. Abu- they always call him Booby Whitlow. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he only ran nine times. It's like they got down. They really didn't get down there. So, I mean, no. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like, what? what is Mizan doing? I mean, uh, yeah, they actually, it seems, seems like confused. they really. They went away from what? Yeah, I mean, he only had nine carries for twenty-four yards. I mean, that uh, Booby Whitlow is—I can't say Jartarvius. <laughs> um, well, he's you know not a, not a world beater, but he ran for almost eight hundred this year. Yeah, I think but, a lot of, and I don't know what Bo Nix ran for, but uh, yeah, you know, six, six yeah, I mean, six for twelve. I mean, so yeah, I mean, I mean uh, Minnesota's run D was really good, which is what you have to do against. Auburn, you have to stop the run, and they did that. So, yeah, um, I mean, it's like 
Auburn scored 48, although they had two pick sixes yes. in against Alabama. Against Alabama. So that's what really gave him the win was the two pick sixes thrown um, by Mac Jones in that game. Yeah, Booby Willow ran for over 100. So, I mean, they, they were running it much better um, against Against uh, Alabama, they're for the running for 181 in that one. Yeah. So, so they ran 34 times. Are we saying that Minnesota's run defense is better than Alabama's run defense? We're saying the Golden Gophers are better than the Crimson. <laughs> <Cup. No. laughs> it's just, yeah, you play, just do the math. Yeah. It's easy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was really impressed with their run defense. And, uh, you know, I, I thought that was the key to the whole game, was, you know, what they were able to do. To yeah, do there. and ESPN and you know all the analysts. I mean, they talked up Auburn's defense. They talked him up. Like mm-hmm. I don't know because oh, yeah. I mean I I think they get hung up on the um the kid the defensive tackle Brown Brown yeah, yeah. And he's he's really good oh yeah that kid's a stud but, you know they double him up I mean they, somebody else has to beat him on that line and it didn't happen against Minnesota they no. uh, and... Tanner Morgan threw for two seventy eight. Uh, Muhammad Ibrahim ran for one forty. Tyler Johnson who. He's starting there. Tyler Johnson is a is a pro wide receiver. That kid is going to be, and he's a senior. Yeah, he so is. He's, he's coming out. He had he had two hundred receiving yards. He had eighty six for thirteen hundred this year. He also had one of the best catches I've seen. Uh, in fact, I put it up on our Twitter page that same day. That one handed catch in the back yeah, of, in the yeah. back of the end zone where he was still able to get a foot down. He's yeah. he's really good. He's going to have yeah. a very nice NFL career. So uh, congratulations to Minnesota yeah. pulling that thing off. I mean, that's a big boost for them, big yeah. boost to their program to see if they can keep it going next year. Yeah. Um, out of curiosity, what's Minnesota got for – what if they show their schedule for ne- – no, they don't. ES- oh. ESPN, you suck. Okay. <laughs> All right. <sighs> I like ESPN's box scores, but, like, anything yeah. other than that, it's, like, kind of like, yeah. <laughs> Can't drill in. They don't have anything ready for like the next year. All right. So moving on. Uh, Michigan, Alabama, yeah. Michigan. This, you know, it's always hard to root for Michigan. Just, but you do want to see the see the conference do well, and you know, you would like to have seen you would like to have seen them stick it to Alabama. But I think you, you I, I think you. Uh, you and I both picked them to win this game, so I mean, yeah. it, it, it wasn't anything that that we thought would actually happen. Yeah, so. Alabama wins thirty five sixteen. Um, close game at halftime. Yeah, I mean, Michigan was up sixteen fourteen at halftime, yeah. and uh, Saban made more adjustments, better adjustments, and Michigan didn't, and they Michigan got shut out. Yeah. in the second half. That uh, that is a shame. Yeah, <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, just a couple notes that I took from I came away really impressed with Mac Jones. I think if, mm-hmm. you know, two was probably going to leave, I would guess. Yeah. And they're going to be fine with, you know, Mac Jones is a really good quarterback. Yeah, so. yeah 16 to 25, 327, three touchdowns. Yeah. Um, Najee Harris was a beast. Yeah. 24 carries for 136. Michigan couldn't stop a nosebleed. They no. Were, they were they're, they were just getting destroyed. Yeah. Um, um, I think the difference between the first and the second half, and Saban even mentioned it during his um, halftime interview, is Alabama remembered how to actually tackle somebody. In yeah. The, yeah, they weren't tackling know. very well at all. They looked, yeah. they looked a little soft, yeah. a little finesse <laughs> uh, in the first half. Yeah, I mean, Charbonnet, 
Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Charbonnet. Charbonnet, yeah. yeah. He had 13 carries for Michigan. The 13 carries, 84. Hassan Haskins. I mean, I think a lot of that was in the first half. It definitely was, yeah. I don't have a breakdown first half or second half, but no. I'm sure a lot of this. Shea Patterson was under 50% passing, yeah. so he had two picks. He did not look good at times. No, um, and uh, it's, it's uh, you know, it's the same story with, Michigan, and that transitions into my question for you. Has Harbaugh hit his ceiling as a college football coach? I think that he has. What year is he in? Four? Five. Five. This is, your, this is year five. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I, yeah. I, um, yeah, I mean, I always think, I don't know how much sense this makes, but, I mean, it comes from a legend. So, like, um, <laughs> so like Larry Bird. When he coached, went to coach the NBA, right? He said that if you can't get your guys to compete on a championship level yeah. by the end of year three, stop, yeah. stop. Yeah. Like he, he's like, you should have been able to. That's in the pros, but, sure. But, but like, say, but like, say, even a bigger cushion, like say five for yeah. college. He's like saying, if you can't, if you can't establish like a culture, if you can't establish like expectations and, right. and max potential yeah. a roster like that you established mm-hmm. it's like by the end of the year three say it's five in college like you, you that's probably it yeah. <laughs> like you probably peaked yeah like, uh, uh, which like, is yeah, like what i think that they have done um now does michigan need to fire him i think so but they they clearly won't because he's their guy they put all this money in him and they still want to believe in him even though he's clearly done nothing to right. you know uh, i mean what he's I don't know what the actual nu- what the actual numbers are, but his record in big games is just atrocious. He he can't win a big game when he is a underdog. He's got a horrible record. I mean, they they feast on the weak Big Ten teams. I mean, they bludgeon them, yeah. and then they play us. They play Wisconsin. They play Penn State. They play a big bowl game, and yeah. they absolutely crap their pants. They don't know what to do. So, yeah. and if you guys never heard. Um... Mike Valenti, yeah, <laughs> in Detroit radio. He's ninety-seven. Won the ticket in Detroit. Um, you can check out some of his stuff on YouTube. That's probably the easiest place. If you yeah. search like Mike Valenti, V A L E N T I, yeah, uh, Michigan, Ohio State, or just Michigan, Michigan State. If you just like so, try to search your way through there, some of his rants on Michigan, they're classic. They're yeah. they're great. I he's mean, incredible. And just so you know, he hates. Michigan because he's <laughs> yeah. he's a um, he's a Michigan State grad so yeah, yeah. but yeah. he hates him but he doesn't I mean he speaks the he's absolute fair. truth yeah he's, fair. he's, he's not, absolutely fair yeah he's not just like trolling no yeah, no yeah. he is he's, not a troller he just speaks the he speaks the truth he yeah. says what he says what nobody else will about Michigan up there so yeah he's um pretty much like you know you wouldn't hear this sort of thing on ESPN no. radio or like it's almost kind of like maybe this is why he's not a national guy yet right. he doesn't sugarcoat anything he's no. just kind of like hits you hits 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 not like Bayless or no he's not Stephen A like he's just <laughs> not like he's just not just you know amplifying his voice just for like no he he's very honest he's very fair and he's actually very funny too yeah very funny he calls Harbaugh, John Cooper, and retro glasses. <laughs> yeah, which is the best analogy I've ever heard when it yeah, comes to John Cooper in retro glasses. <laughs> it's great. That's great. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, yeah, Michigan uh, takes Once a again. hit there. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Finished nine and four. I don't know where they dropped. 
they probably I guess they, they don't have those final rankings no. until after the the national, national championship. Yeah, national championship. So I mean, um, they're probably going to finish in the top twenty, I would guess. Yeah, they Donovan Peoples Jones uh, is announced he's going to leave for the draft. He had one catch for thirty five yards in that game, and yeah. he's leaving. I think he's. I know uh, ESPN and Kuiper had him ranked as like the tenth wide receiver in this class. This wide receiver class is deep. It's really deep. I don't know if he's the 10th best wide receiver in this class. I mean, he's, I think you and I were actually texting about it last night. I I think he's probably a third round guy um, at best. Um, I could even see him slip into fourth or fifth round. So, yeah, I mean, I think he's got, it's just, I guess, I mean, now if he has a really good combine, really good workout, then sure. I mean, you you know. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's like kind of depends on that 40. It's kind of depends on, I mean. Yeah. But I. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he had real, like NFL quarterbacks. At no, that's Michigan, true. So it's kind of hard to project. I mean, kind of project him low and, it, you know, he can only, he can only yeah. impress from there. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, well, let's uh, move on to, so I guess we'll move on. We'll just say <laughs> all the aftermath. Yeah, I was kind of like in a daze about the Fiesta Bowl yeah. in a weird way, like a weird daze, like the morning after. I was tired. I don't know. Our podcast came out good. Our episode yeah. came out good, but it was still kind of like you're like trying to. It's like the seven stages of grief. <laughs> yeah. Of uh, so I mean, <clears throat> so we, uh, we're trying to you know we are now into full blown you know acceptance. <laughs> we we have accepted the loss and we're ready to move on. So, I mean, it doesn't make you... So, they came out... I think it was some some officiating... Um, I say officiating groups. Officiating... Yeah. Aficionados would be a word, but... Yeah. Yes, but almost like almost like official officiating uh, committees and okay, groups yeah. and, like, associations and yeah. stuff like that came out and, you know, said that that, that catch... And fumble oh, yeah. was a catch. And yeah, fumble. it's been clearly a catch, and they, that was called incomplete. That was returned back by Jordan Fuller. That would have gave us a lead and, and serious momentum. Yeah, serious. By momentum. the way, uh, did you see that Clemson has made T-shirts that say it was not a catch? <laughs> yeah, they have made T-shirts and are selling what? them online that says it which, was not a catch, which is like the weirdest. I know. T-shirt. <laughs> Hopefully, it's like a sense of humor about it. Yeah, I mean, like to go and say. Have a T-shirt basically says incomplete pass. Yeah, that's actually what the T-shirt says. I just it's find not it. like it was like, yeah, it's like like he went like it was a touchdown that was, it was a touchdown. Yeah, it no, like, it had was a not graphic a graphic of a t- catch or something like that to say he didn't even catch it. It's just like, a strange, it's not, a, it's it's not strange. a T-shirt, not a T-shirt that pops. <laughs> incomplete pass, man. See, we can actually do something wrong. See what um, we did. So it's like does 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 an Officiating committee group um, authority coming out and saying that, <laughs> hey, guess what? Those officials that game really blew it. Yeah. Does that even make us feel better? It, no, I mean, I, I suppose in some small sense, it sort of gives you some sort of justification, but it doesn't change anything that happens. Yeah, so. it's not like they say, you know, oh, hey, you know what, uh, you know, Clemson, you know. You're not going to be playing LSU. Yeah. Let's just, let's just, uh, eh, yeah. wrong, wrong. It's wrong, not wrong. like they are going to make us come back and start at that <laughs> yeah, point yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in the game and then they're going to yeah. give us the touchdown. All right, now start. Do over. We don't yeah. get a, a, yeah, we don't get a mulligan for that one. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, you know, 
we just got to move on, you know. Yeah. So it is what it is. Um, we had a lot of guys announce, not a lot, but we have a, a lot of, a few guys that announced yeah. they're leaving early. Um, Chase Young. Of course, that's not a real big shot. I mean, he'd be stupid if he stayed. Yeah, basically. I mean, you got to get your, got to get paid. Uh, they're projecting you in the top five, top yeah. two. You yeah. got to go. Um, Jeffrey Okuda, Jeff Okuda. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Jeff. <laughs> he, it was Jeffrey when he came in. Now <laughs> yeah. it's Jeff. Now he's Jeff. So, yeah, I went. I don't. I'm a Jeff. I yeah. don't want to be called Jeffrey. <laughs> but um, so yeah, he he announced. I mean, he's projected the top ten. See a lot of mock drafts where he's going to the Lions. Sorry. Yeah, yeah that that would be unfortunate for him. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but um, so then you get J.K. Yeah, he's announcing. But you know, I see I see mock drafts with him in the bottom of the first round. Um, I mean, he had nothing left to prove here, but no. except for helping win a national no. title. But, but um, yeah, I mean, but. I think all three of those guys. Um, I think there was no shock really from any from from me or you. I think those guys all need to go right now. Um, yeah. You know, it's their it's it's their time. They're going to make their most money right now. So um, you know, yeah. it just made sense for them all. Yeah, running backs an interesting position now in the NFL because it's almost like. I mean, unless you're Derrick Henry, I mean, there's really not like a 30 carry guy anymore. No, uh, no, I running backs are so it's I mean, each year the draft, it's it's not like there's a standard right now. I mean, you yeah. had one year where Zeke went fourth um, and then the year after that, I don't think there was even a running back taken in the yeah. first round. So, yeah. I mean, it's just you just never know with what's going to happen. Yeah, my only concern with um, JK is his. Um, Pass protection. Yeah, that is one thing that he definitely is going to have to work on in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, to be like a three-down back. Mm-hmm. Uh, even for, I mean, anymore, it's like really not, it's not really a traditional three-down, third-down back anymore. No, there's no, There's a no. change of pace guy, yeah. but there's still, I mean, you still got to carry, you still have to be able to catch the ball out of the backfield yeah. and run that little, that little angle route out of the backfield. That little, little swing wheel, route, little yeah. swing route. You got to yeah. be able to help stretch the defense. Yeah. In different ways, but, but you got to be able to pass protect yeah, I think J.K. is – I think bottom of the first round I think is probably a fair spot for him to yeah. be projected. I mean, he could have a great workout and probably put himself up into the teens maybe, but I still think that's probably a bit of a stretch. Yeah, team – I was thinking, uh, like, where would be a good fit for him? The Texans have other needs. Yeah, they but could, – they, they always need offensive linemen but to that, help protect Deshaun. But which was yeah. made clear – Yesterday's game too. That yeah. was that yeah. was really bad. But it got by, but he got yeah. sacked like seven yeah. times, eight. So I mean, but but JK's from Texas. That would be kind of a yeah. Place. That would be a nice place for him to go. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and Carlos Hyde's kind of like on the back end. Yeah, he's so. he's probably just about done. So yeah, so. But yeah I think that would be a good spot for him. Yeah. So um, seniors, we got um, Damon Arnett, um, Malik Harris, Malik Harris. Yeah, yeah Malik Harris. Yeah, Malik Harris. I was thinking of um. The other, Baron Brownie, yeah, yeah. Um, Fuller, Jordan Fuller, safety, yep, um, Brandon Bowen, um, and Jonah Jackson, yeah, because he was so a grad key, key starters, should yeah. say key starters that are leaving. But we also have you know Dave, Devon Hamilton mm-hmm. in there too. He's a star, you know starter. Yeah. They, they rotate so much. It's yeah. hard to sometimes tell who's a starter. But um, Devon Hamilton, Robert BB Landers, Robert Landers, mm-hmm. say BB they always call him. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Jay Sean Cornell. So we got four four defensive linemen mm-hmm. leaving. Um, and 
wide receivers, we had quite a yeah. few, I think, who were seniors. Yeah, it's hard to believe Benjamin Victor is a senior. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's so, but he, yeah, he is. So um, Benjamin Victor, um, K.J. Hill, Austin Mack. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, uh, Rashad Berry, but he was kind of like a rotated uh uh, tight end. He was fourth on the depth chart, but yeah. they all they all kind of rotate in. They click. Right. There's quite a quite a few times that they'll they'll go with some two tight end sets. Yeah. But um. Yeah, but he was usually the. I mean, if they went to the two tight, it was usually um, Rucker and uh, his name escapes me right now. I'm sure you Farrell. Have, yeah. Rucker and Farrell. Yeah. Yeah. Jake Hausman saw some time this year. Yeah, so. he saw a little bit. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, they got like three returning tight ends. Um, then we got a kid coming in in the recruiting class mm-hmm. on the tight end, Joe Royer. Yeah, Cincinnati. from Cincinnati, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're all right in that position. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it seems like they're all right in a lot of positions. Really. Yeah, I think we're <laughs> going to be reload. okay. Yeah, um, that, that's all it is. Yeah, I mean, uh, even the kid uh, for Brandon Bowen at right tackle, they got um, transitioning here into, like, depth chart for yeah. 2020. So, it looks like, I mean, Nicholas – Petit Ferrer. Yep. Um, he got a lot of time this year. It's or yeah. number 78. Redshirt freshman. I mean, mm-hmm. he got a lot of time. He can he'll probably be the uh leading candidate to replace Brandon Bowen at right tackle. Um left guard's gonna be interesting. Like does so does, yes. I so for me, I think what they're gonna do is um Harry Miller is a highly recruited center, mm-hmm. but um, Josh Myers played so well. But I think Harry Miller's so good that they're going to want to get him on the field. So I could see him transitioning into that guard spot. Yeah. So yeah. true freshman Harry Miller. I don't know if he right. I don't know if they'll redshirt some of the guys. They could. Yeah. It depends because the redshirt rules. Um, if you guys don't know, like the redshirt rules are much different than they used to be. The guys can they can play four games. I think. Yeah. And they still redshirt a lot more leeway than they used to, which yeah. is real nice, especially yeah. when you have like blowout games these guys can get some mop-up duty and yeah and just get some little bit of experience but never really see the field versus big time game and big time games and yeah still hold on to a red shirt if they want so uh josh alabe well he was a senior so yeah. he actually he's he's gone, so, so when it comes to right tackle you mentioned Petit Ferrer, which I think is a possibility. What I think they may do, and I could be completely wrong, they have Paris Johnson Jr., who is the number one tackle in the country. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Coming in here. Now, he is a traditional left tackle, but Mm -hmm. um, Mumford is going to stay. I don't think they're going to put him in at left tackle because Mumford has earned his spot there. But I think what they may do is have Paris Johnson Jr. play right tackle just so they can get him on the field. Okay. Um, and then so he can transition back into left tackle mm-hmm. um, in 2021. Um, that's, I think, what they may do. I could be wrong. But if, if if it were me and he was the number one tackle in the country, I would want to get him on the field as soon as possible. Right. Yeah, Paris Johnson Jr. is rated a five-star. Um, yeah. Ranked seventh. <laughs> in the country overall. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's for, for a uh, left tackle. And then uh, they also have another Luke Weipler coming yeah, in. Yeah, Luke Weipler. Um, I've got him on my projected depth chart uh, as backing up Josh Myers because he's he, he was also the number one center prospect okay. in the country. So I've got him as a backup to Josh Myers. Mike has a little bit better knowledge of the recruiting <laughs> class than I do. I 
I'm, I'm kind of like it's I'm just kinda okay on like recruiting. Like I'll hear it out, but I'm not going to go and dig that much. I'm just kind of like I'm just ratings a, are ratings. And yeah, it's kind of neat. I'm just a giant nerd whenever it comes to that stuff. Uh, I don't know why. It's just yeah. it's just something that I started doing. So yeah, I don't poo poo it, but you know I'm also kind of like yeah, and I don't say that you know just because a kid is a five star that just automatically means that he's going to be a you know all American. That's not. I mean. It, that's not how it works. So, yeah, but yeah. Uh, so uh, so yeah, they got so offensive line. Yeah, Luke Weipler out of New Jersey was a four star. They mm-hmm. got that guy coming in. They also have uh, Josh Fryer out of Indiana, a three star. Yeah, Grove, Indiana. Yeah, some of these three stars, they just like they rave about them like like they're underrated. Yeah. Um, so Grant Tautent, Tautent, yeah, Tutant, I don't know, out of Warren, Michigan. Um, and yeah, Jacob. He, Jacob James out of Cincinnati. A couple of Cincinnati guys. Yeah, Tutom um, was a was a late add to the class. Um, he kind of came on the radar late. Uh, yeah. He might be worth keeping an eye on. Um, you know, so uh, I don't know a lot about him. I read I read a little bit. He just sort of had a flare up in his senior year and sort of got on the radar of some teams. So we'll see what he actually turns out to be. Yeah, they have like five Cincinnati kids. Yeah, One, they're two, uh, three, four. Two, three, two, and three, then four, five, uh, five, yeah, yeah five they're actually recruiting that pretty well down there. Um, uh, Fickle better get a <laughs> he better get a net and yeah. put it around the city down there. Yeah, um, but yeah, oh wait, six because they got a kicker at Cincinnati. Cybert, yeah, yeah Jake Cybert. Yeah, kicker. I didn't know if you were actually counting him or not. Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, second page here, yeah. and they got another uh, offensive lineman, Trey Leroux. Yeah, I don't know much about him. I haven't read that much on him. Brother of Lash LaRoe. <laughs> uh, speaking of brothers, there is um, Ty Hamilton from Pickerton is actually uh, Davon's younger brother. So. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I did, I did hear about that. Yeah, so yeah. Ty Hamilton has it in his genes to be something special, so we'll see. So um, going to the defensive side of the ball and who we lose. So JK's, JK's gone. We think... You know, Teague Probably takes Teague. over. Yeah, Teague's going to take man, over. It's like Steel Chambers. And, I actually had and, him um, on my depth chart. I I had Teague and Steel Chambers 1A, 1B. And I Crowley, mean, I mean, Crowley looked I think yeah. he got hurt or something. Uh, actually, he might have actually redshirted, I think. Okay, so yeah, yeah I mean, it's going to be a battle for yeah. running back. I mean, mm-hmm. he had some talent. Master yeah. Teague's kind of north and south. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have a lot of wiggle. No. Chambers and... Crowley have a little bit more wiggle. Yeah, they have some um, more speed too. I, I think. Than, yeah, than so Teague I mean, does. But, you know, Teague's strong. Yeah, Teague, Teague, Teague runs hard, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they got coming in. They got a kid out of Cincinnati, a three-star Mayan Williams. Yeah, he's actually the only running back in the entire class. Which yeah. So I mean, yeah. they they know they got three guys that yeah. are capable. So they bring in just another one. Um, uh, quarterback, of course, we're going to have Fields back. He's only a sophomore. Yeah, and uh, of course. Gunnar Hoke and Chris Chuganoff. Yeah, the backup spot, I think, is going to come down to two true freshmen. Yeah, C.J. Stroud out of Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> One of those great California names. Yeah. Um, four-star C.J. Stroud and uh, Jack Miller. Yeah. Scottsdale. Yeah. Um, if I had to choose one um, without ever – I mean, I've seen them both on film. I think Jack Miller's probably a little bit more more polished right now. Um because uh, C.J. Stroud um, really had a great se- he had a great senior year, but prior to that, he wasn't on anybody's radar. So yeah. Jack Miller's been committed since he was 16 here. So oh, I wow. mean, yeah. So he's been 
he was one of um, Ryan Day's first um, kids that he started to actually reach out to back when he was just the you know first year um, mm. OC. So he's been with so Jack Miller's been under Ryan Day's wing for a long time. So he probably has a leg up to be the backup next year. So sixteen, yeah, it's six, yeah, six, yeah, sixteen. At least it wasn't middle school. Yeah, <laughs> which. Who was that? Lane that actually probably yeah it was probably Lane Kiffin that actually recruited a middle schooler. <laughs> I I know it happened at some point. I think it was Lane Kiffin whenever he was at uh, USC. So Zane, if, and I'll, I'll bring up a funny Lane Kiffin um, tidbit. So like when he was in Alabama, yeah. Did you ever hear the Joey Freshwater story? I don't think I ever did. No. So there was rumors that he would go out to Alabama campus bars. In, in incognito and try to pick up chicks under, <laughs> under a name Joey of, Freshwater. Of Joey Freshwater. <laughs> That's so. Which oh is like, man! I mean, so that Joey Freshwater is one of the best incognito I, names. You know what is so funny is you can almost picture Lane Kiffin in a wig and a fake mustache, <laughs> pair, pair of fake glasses, just wandering around trying to hit on college girls, man. Yeah, it's yeah. just, you can actually picture that because he's yeah. such he's such a douchebag, you yeah. know? I mean, it had to have happened. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just too, like... That's too, that's too funny to, that's too funny to not be true, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just too wild. What's up? I'm Joey Freshwater. <laughs> Where are you from? Oh, <laughs> uh, you yeah. know. Somewhere here and there, here and there. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. around. I'm around. <laughs> so, <laughs> what a moron! Yeah, really <laughs> fresh water. So uh, yeah, that's that's as good as Michael Vick's. Michael Vick used to use a uh, name uh, at hotels. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've been Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I do Super remember great, that story. Also, great yeah. like, incognito name, Ron Mexico. I do remember that story. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> So anyway, back to uh, the depth chart here. So, um, so yeah, so we got uh, defensive linemen leaving. Yeah, there's... Uh, early graduating stuff like that. So we got we got you know guys like Tommy Togai. Uh, to- uh, yeah, Tommy to- Tommy Togiai. Togiai, who is um, from Idaho, the only Buckeye to ever come from the state of Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> and we got Zach Harrison, who's got a lot of playing team. He actually got. I read he had like 280 snaps. That's that's and, outstanding. And that's like, great, and that's the most by a freshman in yeah. quite a long time. Can you believe that Zach Harrison was close to going to up north? Oh wow! They yeah. almost got him, and he's from uh, Olentangy, right? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. from Olentangy, yeah. and they almost got him to go up north. Yeah. yeah. Tyler Friday played big this year. Yeah. Um, sophomore Tyler Friday, Zach Harrison's true freshman, Tyreek Smith is a sophomore. These guys have a lot of room to grow. Uh, they stick with Larry Johnson. I mean, yeah, the um, world ahead of Jonathan Cooper is gonna redshirt oh, right, and right. be back. So yeah, yeah. Just Jonathan Cooper, he kind of had a medical redshirt. Yeah, he had a medical Jonathan redshirt. Cooper, so I think uh, you're probably looking at Cooper. 18, Jonathan. Cooper. Yeah, you're probably looking at Cooper and Harrison, who have the inside track to be your starting. Yeah. Ends, I would guess. You got Javante John Baptiste. We saw him on the yeah, field, number he, eight. He, yeah, he had a couple of nice plays in some yeah. in some games. So yeah, so um, 
Malik Harrison's gone. The rest of the linebackers are back. Yeah, we spoke um, at length about the <laughs> linebackers last week. Yeah, we don't know if Justin Hilliard, he was trying to get a sixth year. You know, I don't, don't, I don't know if he did. Um, they kept on asking Day in his press conferences towards the end of the season, and he never had any updates mm-hmm. on it. So I, I don't know what the final standing was for that. Yeah, Baron Browning's back. Uh, came mm-hmm. on Pope, who we saw a little bit. Yeah, he had time. a couple uh, picks, or he had at least one pick yeah, during, was, during the game. Yeah, he got a mop-up time. But yeah. Still, you know. yeah. Taraja Mitchell is a guy who always seems like I know he's eventually he's going to break out. That dude has some size mm-hmm. and speed, and maybe it's just some gap discipline. He's, I think he's things. just he's just stuck in the depth chart right now. I don't know if he's ever going to make it up. It's <laughs> as I give a frustration. Yeah, I know because eyes, like, you're really? so frustrated that he's he's stuck <laughs> behind tough. <laughs> Saraja Mitchell, sophomore. So we'll see, man. Maybe they'll open up this competition, and uh, so um, we'll see. So um, yeah, if we're and just real quick, if we are talking about uh, the incoming class too, there's a uh, there will be a true freshman yeah, named uh, Court Williams, who is yeah. a stud out of California, who yeah. um, I think is going to fight for some serious playing time as yeah. a true freshman. Yeah. So we got uh, Cody Simon, Court Williams, uh, down the three star Mitchell Melton, yeah, from Maryland. Three guys that um, are coming in. Uh, Mitchell Melton is. I'm surprised that he's a that he's a three star. He's got uh, he's got some really good tape. Um, so they, they like you know, they get those three star guys and they're like kind of sneaky, mm-hmm. sneaky like really three star. Yeah. Right, like, sweet, like kind of like fly <laughs> under the radar a little bit. Yeah, you know, some of his big class, big schools like just overlook them. Yeah. Um, so secondary Werner. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, Sean Wade is going to be back. Sean Wade is back. Yeah, so, um, which is a huge deal. So it's huge. Redshirt sophomores have a real hard time breaking into the NFL. Yeah, um, just because I think it's just a little too much too soon. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, glad so glad Sean Wade made that decision. Yeah, to come back. He can be the captain of the secondary next year. Yeah, um, Fuller, Okuda, Arnett are gone. Uh, Josh Proctor coming in. Uh, well, he'll probably he'll He's he'll be probably, a leading candidate to take over. Yeah, free safety. Yeah. Um, so with Cameron Brown back, those guys, Banks. Yeah, I think Seven Banks, 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 and uh, Sean Wade are probably going to be your starting corners next year. Yeah, yeah. And then now, what what is going to be interesting is, are they going to move Sean Wade to the outside, or are they going to keep him where he played so well at the nickel corner? So that'll be interesting to see what they do with him. Yeah, and they have an awesome. Uh, defensive back class coming. Oh, yeah, I it's mean, really. Are any of these guys going to be able to? break I think, too deep. Yeah, um, I don't know. Um, the only one that I think might, as far as corners go, is probably Ryan Watts, who's a kid out of Texas, yeah. um, who is, for a corner, he is six foot three, and he's <laughs> and he is a corner. So. Yeah, you don't see six foot three corners. There used to be a little bit more of yeah. a thing, because um, back in the day, um, 21 with the Eagles, Taylor, mm-hmm. Bobby Taylor? Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Taylor. Taylor was a six foot three yeah. corner. Yeah. Um, you used to see a little bit taller of a corner. Yeah, um, usually you're like the biggest corner now is usually around six six one tops. Yeah, right. Um, mm-hmm. But I know um, Ryan Watts is six three, and I think he's like two oh five. So mm-hmm. I mean, he's good size. So he has a chance to slide in there to a starting spot or even just some serious playing time. Yeah, and. So, um, as far as the, I just have one more note uh, on the incoming class. There's a kid named Legend Cabazos who is listed as a corner, but I think he's going to play safety here. So he may uh, he may get some time, too. So just uh, someone to keep an eye on. Yeah. Um, 
punters, kickers, those guys all return. Long yeah. snapper, uh, Liam McCullough. It was, long snapper is like way more important than anyone ever gives. Yes, it is. It's if you don't have a long snapper, you're kind of screwed. Yeah, <laughs> you need that. <laughs> so Liam McCullough is, graduates. What's funny is his younger brother takes over for him. I know. That's really <laughs> neat, man. Just keeping it in the family. Rowan McCullough, <laughs> sophomore, that comes in, uh, takes over for him, which is yeah. hilarious. So uh, so uh, Drew Chrisman and Blake Hobbiel are back. Uh, we get a kicker. Yeah, uh, in this class, Jake was, is it Jake, Jake or out of Cincinnati? He's supposed yeah. to be a stud, but Jake Seibert, Blake Hobbield, and it did nothing this year to make him, you know, no, even doubt him. So. No, Blake Hobbield is um, on good standing. We didn't go over wide receivers. This is studs in this class. Yeah, this is a crazy stud wide receiver class. Julian Fleming out of Katowice, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Jackson Smith, Najiba, wide receiver. Najigba, yeah. He's from, yeah, he's from uh, Texas, I think. G. Scott Jr., who is like, you know, gets a lot of pub online. I mean, all these. Uh, Mookie Cooper, four star, like all these guys. It's yeah, this studs. this this was the best wide. This was the best wide receiver recruiting class uh, in the country by far. Yeah. Um, so you are going to see. So just really quick because we're uh, we're we're running a little short on time, but um, I would expect uh, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave um, to be your starting outside guys. Uh, Jalen Gill may slide into that um, KJ Hill role um, from the slot. And then, but I think um, Julian Fleming is going to definitely see the field next year. The kids, yeah. the kids, too good to not see the field. Yeah, these guys, I mean, they don't look like high school seniors. They no. look like they're in the middle of their college careers, the way yeah. they're built and everything. I mean, yeah. So I mean, and Mick, Mickey Marotti is only going to help that. So uh, keep Brian an eye Hart. on. Yeah. So just remember those those uh, names: Fleming, Smith, Najigba, and G. Scott are all going to see the field next year. Yeah. So they're going to be this year's. Um, Garrett Wilson, so yeah. and there's there's three spots that open up in that rotation. Victor yeah. Mack and Hill are gone, so yeah. so it's uh, awesome. So yeah, a lot to look forward to. Uh, yeah, come spring ball, spring game will be really interesting. That might be a really nice spring game to yeah, get to. That actually might be one to go. Yeah, as long as they don't put flags on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, that wraps up this episode. Um, we're available on just about all formats for yeah podcasts. we're I mean, on we're, i think the only one that we're not on yet is stitcher but okay. um yeah, yeah i think on. that's the only one that we're not on yet but you, right. you can find us on every format now yeah so uh yeah go look for us um we have a, we have a facebook page we don't have a facebook page yeah, worry about it. no we're not really <laughs> worried about faith uh about a fa- facebook page but if you want to get our twitter and we have a instagram but full Full disclosure: I don't think Jeff or I really know how to use. That's well, for all the Instagram. Sorry, but... yeah, we don't know how to use that. We're still we're still trying to figure out how to it's use like, Instagram. It's so. not like not know how to use. I'm an IT guy. Yeah, so I can figure it out. But it's just like, how does it even benefit? How, yeah. Benefit a podcast? Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know, know that it really does. Maybe but... we'll put something out there eventually. Yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of like it's Twitter. Go yeah, links on Twitter. People find us. Click links. You know. Yeah. Put some stuff out there, to, you know. So, you know. Um, and we're always going to do our best to get this up and running the same day that it is recorded. So it should be up by this evening. Um, so hopefully it's Sunday night and you are listening to it. So so find us on Twitter if you have ideas, suggestions for the podcast. We're open to them as long as they're not, you know, make us drone on about anything. Or yeah. you know, we're just trying to keep keep the topics moving, keep it interesting, make it relatable. Um, we want to get into some off-season stuff. We'll get we'll get to basketball. 
we'll also maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll get into some like kind of talk of us, like fan talk about like Ohio State football history. Yeah, absolutely. Like um, stuff, just recap like stuff that, you know, the history, it kind of like, you know, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, kind of make us laugh in hindsight or <laughs> so some of the stuff that's just kind of relatable that yeah. you would talk about with got people at work or your friends and stuff like that so eventually maybe we'll get some you know um other people on this podcast to um, contribute kind of more early ideas to make it kind of like the fans podcast absolutely you know? yeah so i think it'll be fun we're kind of open-minded with uh, suggestions and and uh and the way we want to format this thing and and uh Keep it keep it moving and keep it evolving. So yeah, please if you have any kind of thoughts, suggestions, uh, you can put them in the comments of our YouTube, um, or you can send yeah. us uh, a tweet. Uh, and again, you, uh, do you want to give the Twitter handle real quick before we go? Uh, yeah, beyond at Beyond Buckeyes. Um, if you just search Buckeyes and Beyond, you can find it too. Okay. And uh, Twitter, yeah, just you know, follow. We don't we don't put a ton out on Twitter, just to let you know when the podcast next one's coming up, yep. topics, stuff like that. So subscribe on YouTube. All right. Uh, so that'll take care of it. Thanks for listening. And uh, we will get back with you guys next week. Thanks a lot. See ya.